The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Ron Ledger, Managing Editor of Modern Tire Dealer. This week on the podcast, we have the good fortune of talking with Mario Isola, Pirelli's head of Formula One racing operations. Isola, who was in Brazil prepping for the Brazilian Grand Prix a few weeks back, guides us through what a normal race week looks like for him and his team of engineers and workers who go to each race in the year-long circuit around the world. He describes how tire dealers and regular consumer tires get benefits from the information gleaned from racing tire and its technology. Next season, Formula One is moving to bigger, a bigger tire at 18 inches, and he believes that will provide even more data to non-racing tires than the present 13-inch models. Mario also offered his insight on the sudden growth in Formula One interest in the United States and how a lot of that credit goes to Netflix show Drive to Survive. The Netflix series exploded on the scene during the beginning of the pandemic, and Formula One continues to ride the crest of that wave. For the Formula One race last month in Austin, Texas, more than 400,000 tickets were sold for the weekend. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. So start your engines. Hello, Mario. Uh, just jumping right in here. I know uh, you're in Brazil preparing for the, the next race in the circuit. Just, I guess, can you kind of describe what a race week's like for you? Talk about Brazil is slightly different because, you know, it is uh, the last race with a sprint qualifying format. So... As usual, we start fitting tires on Wednesday, and Wednesday, Thursday are dedicated to fitting and uh, pre-event activities like briefing with the engineers, with the teams, uh, and try to uh, put on the table expectation for the race weekend. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we have uh, uh, activity on track. Uh, tomorrow it would be FP1 and the qualifying in the evening. Saturday we have FP2 and. Uh, uh, the spring qualifying, uh, as usual, uh, on Sunday we have uh, the, the Grand Prix. During this, um, these days, we are here supporting the teams uh, with our allocated engineers. We have one engineer allocated on each team, and we support them with the data. We analyze also telemetry data coming from their cars. We have this uh, cooperation with the teams in order to um, use the tires in the best possible way. You know, when you supply the same product to everybody, the, the secret is to extract the performance from the tires and teams have a lot of engineers that are dedicated on track and at home to try to understand the, the best strategy, the best uh, setup for the car, uh, depending on also weather conditions are expected and so on and so on. So there is a lot going on during the race weekend. It's quite a busy weekend as usual. I'm sure lots of communication. You said you have an engineer with each team. Uh, is that the same person all season long, or does that change race to race? No, 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 no. We we keep the same engineer for usually a couple of years because uh, clearly he is a or she is a Pirelli engineer, but uh, um, they have to uh, to to create uh, um, a mutual understanding with the team. Uh, and uh, creating um, a job job flow and procedure 
uh, it's important to to have uh, the same engineer for a period of time and then uh, every uh, two years usually we have a rotation to avoid that the engineer is too connected with the team right um what, what how would you describe like a winning race weekend for you and your team like what how does that look a winning weekend is a winning weekend is when uh, first of all drivers are happy with our tires uh when uh, we supply tires that are able to let's say uh in, if i can say increase the show because they are part of the show uh if we can supply tires where there is a mix of strategies during the race weekend there is action on track there, there are overtaking maneuvers and uh, obviously we are happy when we have exciting races like what we have this year so far so um and we learn a lot from tires because obviously we use formula one not just uh, uh, to advertise the company, but uh, for uh, technology, to get data, to understand uh, how to design tires that are able to cope with a level of stress that is huge. <laughs> Believe me, the current cars are the quickest car in the history of Formula One, and the level of stress they put on tires in terms of forces and energy is, uh, is incredible. In some conditions, we are more than... 1,000 kilos of vertical load that is acting on a single tire. So you can imagine on a car that uh, the weight of the car is 700 kilos and you have more than 1,000 on a single tire. It means that uh, there is downforce, there is energy that is going into the tire and uh, heat and uh, managing all these aspects is really important for us to develop uh, new materials, to develop uh, new ideas and then apply uh, all these in our road tires. Right. When you say uh, you know you're collecting this data and, and developing new tires, is that something for the racing series that happens every year, or are you constantly updating what a tire is like as the season goes along? Like so that hey, if you learn something in March and April, it could reflect in a different tire come August and September. Uh, no, we cannot do that because of the regulation. Uh, when mm -hmm. we homologate a tire the year before. Uh, we are obliged to stay on the same specification for the following year. It's a matter of sporting equity because when you change your specification, you can give an advantage to one team or a disadvantage to another team. So uh, e even if we don't know uh, if there is an advantage to somebody or not, but uh, uh, any time that you change something, it's, uh, there is the risk. So we agreed with uh, the FIA and FOM that uh, we keep the same specification for one year, but from one year to the following year, we have to upgrade the specification. And uh, that is why every year we have a number of uh, days that are dedicated to tire testing with all the teams. And uh, we always develop uh, an improved specification for the following year. Doesn't matter if we have a change in technical regulation. Now, for example, next year, we will have a, a big uh, technical change because we move from 13 inches tires to 18 inches tires. So it's a completely different product, but also in the past, uh, on the same tire, 13 inches, but with the cars that are uh, faster and faster, we had to develop a new specification. Is that why you went up the, to 18 inches there, to, just because of the size and speed of the cars now? Sorry, say again. You, you said um, for next season, you're going to go up to 18-inch tires. Is that Was that based on just the, the, the speed and energy that the cars are producing now? 
No, no, it was decided by the uh, FOM mainly with, with, together with the FIA to have a, a new Formula One next year with a new design. The cars will be completely different. The downforce is coming mainly from the floor, the ground effect rather than the wings. And uh, this is because uh, they are trying to have uh, uh, more close racing. Mm -hmm. With the current cars, when you follow the car in front of you, uh, you lose up to 40% of the downforce. That's a huge amount of downforce that, that you lose. And that means that uh, the car in the back uh, has no more the performance to overtake the car in the front. So with the new concept, uh, the turbulence, the slipstream is not affecting the car in the back. With the simulations that we have for next year, they are going to lose a maximum 10% of the downforce when they fall on our car. And that means they can push more, they can attack more, and uh, we are expecting to see more action on track. And uh, in this new um, design, of for more modern design for Formula 1 next year, one important element will be the 18-inch tires. Um, as I said, they are a lot more relevant for us uh, in terms of technology transfer because we don't have 13 inches tires anymore on the road <laughs> only the very old cars are fitting 13 inches tires but uh, now 18 inches is a very popular size and uh, uh, with this uh, change uh, formula one is more modern also the characteristics that are required to the new um, tires are different we had to redesign completely the range of compounds because drivers want less overheating, a wider working range, so more usable tires, more usable compounds. Uh, we will keep the same approach with three different compounds selected at each race, but uh, as I said, characteristics will be different. So uh, this is part of uh, a wider plan for Formula One next year. Very interesting. Now you say it's obviously with 18 inches, it might translate a little bit better to your regular uh, consumer tires. How, how would you say a, a tire dealer can take what's happening on the track with Formula One and Pirelli and kind of translate that into helping his business sell Pirelli tires or, or any tires, as a matter of fact, to, to a customer? How do, how do you feel that kind of translates for them? You know, there are some areas in which uh, we can uh, really transfer technology from uh, race to road, as we say, and some other areas where we have to design uh, dedicated elements for uh, Formula One or GT or Rally. For example, if we talk about the thread compound, thread compound we use in Formula One is not usable on a, on a road tire because it is designed to work at 100 uh, degrees, 120 degrees uh, with a uh, um, different tire wear with different uh, kind of performance. But in many other areas, we, we transfer technology like, for example, virtual models. We have uh, now a virtual model of the tire that you can plug in the simulators of the teams and they can drive, the drivers can drive the car in the simulator with the tires that are coming from our black box. And when you have the, the know-how to create this virtual tire, then this is applicable also to road the tires. That's the reason why Pirelli decided last year or two years ago to buy a simulator. So we have a simulator in our company to accelerate also the development of the road tires. And this is possible because you develop several different virtual tires, you test them in the simulator, and then you test on track only the best options, for example. 
we develop new uh, materials like uh, for carcass, belts, uh, and sidewall, whatever, that are able to resist to very high stresses, like what we have uh, on the track. Um, we have developed new production processes, for example, on a Formula One tire that uh, the weight of a rear tire is uh, roughly 12 kilos, and uh, uh, the FIA requires that uh, the delta weight is plus minus 100 grams. You can imagine that it's not easy to have uh, this kind of small tolerance on the weight, uh, considering we are talking about rubber, not steel. Right. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and so we had to redesign a production process able to achieve this target. So there is a lot going on and a lot uh, in, the, in the backstage that maybe it's not visible to people, but uh, we work a lot around any element, any detail quality control, indoor testing, for example, able to replicate the condition on track. We have developed a lot of these uh, activities. Very interesting. Uh, I know um, with the success of the Netflix um, documentary series the last couple of years that the popularity of Formula One in the United States has definitely grown. Uh, I believe there was over 400,000 folks at, at the race in Austin, Texas uh, a little bit ago. How's that uh, affected your view of the of the whole Formula One series, and even in your life, probably people recognizing you a little bit more, things like that, with your couple appearances here and there. It's very good for uh, uh, it's very good to have uh, these kind of uh, you know documentaries and uh, and series that are showing what happened in the backstage. I believe that this, together with uh, some uh, new drivers and young drivers that are very active on social media. Uh, it was a, a big boost to Formula One to, to have new spectators, to have younger young spectators that were missing in the past in Formula One. And Austin was uh, clearly um, a race where we saw the difference compared to the past. Uh, as you said, 400,000 tickets sold uh, in three days. But uh, I was impressed that usually, especially on Friday, we finished quite late in the, in the evening. And uh, uh, going out of the track, uh, uh, still a lot of spectators were there waiting for drivers, were waiting for F1 people just to say hello, take a picture or an autograph. And this is something that in the past in the United States uh, didn't happen. So it's uh, really good to have uh, uh, this new uh, view of Formula One. It's good to have a new race next year in Miami that uh, it's, it's really, um, a good uh, step in the direction to have uh, more popularity in the United States. It, it is an important market. So I hope that Formula One grows and we have the opportunity to, to grow as well. Right. It, it, I know uh, in the past there's been forays in the United States and they've stuck and not stuck, but it seems this time that uh, the, the crowd is there. Have you noticed, like again, the popularity here has, has definitely gone up recently uh, have you noticed a change anywhere else worldwide is it is it kind of i know it's already popular there but how how it's how they how it's been perceived there as well um i have to say that in mexico last week uh, we had uh, a lot of people okay maybe maybe because of perez that is a mexican driver quite uh, successful lately uh we had uh, an incredible race in zandvoort but uh, you know netherlands is country of uh, max verstappen so we have uh, to wait and see what happens in, uh, in two, three years. If uh, this level of uh, uh, attention is, is, is staying there or is going down, 
because in some some events uh, when uh, they came back in the, the Formula One calendar, the first year they were very successful, and then the following year they were going down and down. So um, we had a in Italy, because in Italy, you know, fashion and motorsport is always uh, at the top. So we had the opportunity to have two races, Monza and Imola, this year. And next year, we will have two races. So it's good to, to see people back on track. Uh, I believe that also this year, there is uh, there are a lot of people that are really tired with the COVID limitation and constraints. So they were just waiting to have uh, uh, big events back. Uh, on the agenda, and that's why we have so many people. But it's it's um, a combination of elements, you know. As you said, Netflix, uh, new drivers, uh, exciting races, a fight between uh, Verstappen and Hamilton. It didn't happen in the last uh, few years, uh, and it's a real fight on track uh, between two big teams, Mercedes and Red Bull. Hopefully, next year we will have also Ferrari and McLaren. So that makes the championship even, even more interesting and uh, and good drivers that are really fighting as in the time of uh, Senna and Prost or Lauda and Hunt. Uh, and, and this is what people want to see. Very good. Well, Mario, I appreciate the time. I know you have a busy schedule as the, the season's getting near the end here. And uh, so again, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I want to again thank Mario Isola for making time out of his busy schedule and for the folks at Pirelli who helped in getting the interview set up. If this is the first time you're listening to one of our podcasts, please take time to give us a rating and review. You can do this on, on any of the podcast apps available, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and others. And please follow our show on whichever podcast app you enjoy using. This way you will get a notification each week when our podcast is available. We also are using our Facebook page at Modern Tire Dealer to share the podcast. So you can check us out there too if you like. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Have a wonderful week.